What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If you had all the money, all the time, all the knowledge, all the resources that you needed? What would you do with your life if you simply knew that anything was possible for you? My name is Christina Carlson, founder of Global Swedish Design and stationery brand Kiki K, and author of the book Your Dream Life Starts Here. And I love exploring these sorts of questions to inspire people to dream. Before I started Kiki K, I had a dream that I could bring Swedish design to the world to create beautiful products that bring sparks of joy into the everyday lives of millions. Now that I have achieved that dream, I want to help you dream big. I want to create a global movement to inspire 101 million dreamers to transform their lives and transform the world in return. Each episode, I'll be talking to some of the world's most inspiring people, exploring the powerful impact that dreaming has had on their lives. We'll be diving deep into the power of dreaming with real insights and ideas that you can use immediately to build a dream life of your own, whatever that means for you. I am so excited about this episode as I got to speak with the ever-inspiring and incredible badass woman herself, Jen Sincero. The amazing voice behind the number one New York Times bestseller, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life, and more recently, You Are a Badass Every Day, and You Are a Badass at Making Money. Jen's relaxed and relatable approach to creating a life you love is so refreshing. We loved her sassy, tell it as it is style so much at Kiki K that we are even selling it as part of our current There She Is collection, empowering women everywhere to be bold, brave, and chase their dreams. As a highly thought after author, coach, and speaker, over the years, Jen has shared her signature brand of down to earth motivational comedy with everyone from entrepreneurs to multinational corporations to nonprofits to educational institutions and even her mum's book group. In 2011, she sold most of her possessions and spent the next three years running her business from all corners of the globe, writing, speaking, coaching, and encouraging people to live lives of unbridled awesomeness. Based on her own transformation from a frustrated 40-year-old living in a converted garage, watching tumbleweeds blow through her empty bank account to the huge global success she is today, Jen's message is simple, and that is, Go after your dreams like your life depends on it, because guess what? Your life depends on it. Despite hitting her own rock bottom, as she refers to it, before making changes in her life, Jen is passionate about reminding people that there is no better time than now to make the changes you need to, to create a life you love. In this inspiring episode, you'll discover the power of simply getting in the game, how to take action now rather than waiting for the perfect moment that may never come, how to stop coming up with excuses or reasons why something won't work and change the conversation you have with yourself for the positive, the importance of sharing your knowledge, experiences, thoughts and feelings with other like-minded people, couldn't agree more, that building self-confidence comes from the doing, from trying, succeeding, failing and learning. How to face your fears and treat them as a welcome sign that you are on the right track. 
and so much more. I just love my chat with Jen and I know you're going to love it as well. So let's get right into it. Hi, Jen, and welcome to our Dream Life podcast. And thank you so much for taking your time to speak with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have the amazing woman behind the number one New York Times bestseller, You Are a Badass, with us today. And I know our listeners are going to get so much out of our chat. And I am personally super excited to be talking to you because I absolutely love your books and think you've done such an amazing job. I can't wait to get right into your ideas on how listeners can change their lives for the positive and also your personal story of turning your life around. But first, uh, I like to ask every every guest that I have to think back to your childhood. What were your dreams for the future when you were a child? And what did you dream about being or doing? I think I wanted to be a veterinarian, like any kid who loves their cat and dog as much as I did. Yeah, that was really it. I was just obsessed with animals. I had no idea I was going to be a writer. I didn't like write when I was a child and Ah, animals, 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 home surgery, practiced on the animals. And then I was going to move on to hospitals. I love that. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. So that's from that dream to what you're doing now is obviously very different. So I can't wait to really talk about that. So you helped so many people to start making changes towards the life they love through your coaching and bestselling books, which will continue to inspire so many people around the world. But what I really found truly inspiring about your story is that you also personally turned your life around from being, in your own words, broke, confused, and frustrated to being the success you are today. Can you give us a little bit of a background on your life before and what the turning point was for you and what it was that led you down the path of this self-development journey that you're on now? I'm very blessed because I've had a really great life and I was you know, in my twenties and thirties doing a lot of the things I loved. I was in a, I was in a lot of rock bands. I had a job at a record company. I would travel, I had good friends, you know, but I always did all of it on the cheap and scraping by. And, you know, I woke up at the age of 40 and I was living in a converted garage, like a really crappy converted garage. I felt like I, I, and I was making no money and I was just like, what am I doing? What the hell is my problem? Like still, like this might've been cute in my twenties, but still I cannot (laughs) figure out this damn money thing. I don't know that there was one, you know, aha turning point where, you know, I almost got hit by a bus or, you know that sort of lightning bolt, like I'm going to get my act together. But I think it really was, I just sort of woke up to the fact that this is it. Like no one's going to change it for me. Time's running out. If I don't take focused action on making money, you know, it's not going to happen because I sort of was half-assing it my whole life and it got me where I was, you know, sitting right there in that garage. So I made the decision to get rich. And I I really, I talk about that a lot in, in my books because that decision right there is incredibly loaded because money is such a loaded topic. And, and deciding that you're going to go out and make money almost automatically equals that you're going to do horrible things and compromise your morals. You know, the second you bring money into it, everybody gets a little sketchy and scared. So, you know, that really was the most important thing I did was to decide to, to get rich and to study money and to 
go to Money Making Seminars and read every damn book I could get on about making money and mindset and hiring coaches. And, you know, it worked. And yeah, but it really was that decision to focus on the making of money that was the biggest thing I did. I love that story because I think I have so many inspiring guests on this podcast and it's often that turning point where you really feel at the lowest and there is always a silver lining in everything that we do, I feel. And actually being in the lowest point is often, you know, the most exciting when you're actually turning it around. So you are a perfect example of that. Yeah. And I do want to stress that we don't have to wait until we hit rock bottom either. (laughs) You know, I just personally sort of bottomed out, but you can turn it around right now. Like you don't have to get to the point where you're in such excruciating pain. All you got to do is make the decision. You know, and, and for me, it was, first of all, it's really boring being broke because you can't do a lot of stuff and just sort of feeling like, really, this is the best I can do. Like, it, it's so painful to feel like you're not living up to your potential. So I know a lot of people can relate to that. And it's so much more worth it to do it and really push yourself and go for it because it's a lot more exciting to live that way than to sit around and figure out the many reasons why you can't do it and why it'll never happen. Mm, Absolutely. I so relate to that because I think that's one of the reasons I I wrote the book too, Your Dream Life Starts Here, because you don't actually have to wait until you get an illness or or hit rock bottom. Because uh, if you realize that life is short, and I even have an, an exercise in the book where I encourage people to to think about how long they think that they're going to live. So my dream is to live to 120, but obviously we all uh-huh. use <laughs> how long we're going to live and then actually work out how many months uh, you have to live. And that's going to be really confronting for so many people, but it's a really good realization that life is short. Even if we do get to live a long life to 120, life is pretty short. So I, I think it's a really good what you just said about you know, you don't have to hit rock bottom. You can actually change today. So let's talk about your incredible book, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. And that was first published in, I think, 2013. And it's such a refreshing guide to creating a life you love, and it's still taking the world by storm. So first, congratulations. Thank you. So we love it so much at Kiki K that we are even selling it part of our There She Is collection, where we're empowering women everywhere to be bold, brave, and badass, as you say. But for anyone who hasn't, so we've done a Kiki K limited edition version, which is beautiful and uh, just very different to yours. So we'll link to both of your books. But for anyone who hasn't read the book, can you give us a little insight on what our listeners might expect from it? You know, as I said, I read a million self-help books back in the day, and I found that there's so much amazing information out there and so many brilliant authors, and I'm so grateful to all of them. But I found that I was like, you know, where's the where's the funny? Where's the... A lot of them did have stories, but I was like, where's the real like funny memoir? And I also felt like a lot of them were much longer than I wanted them to be. I'm really impatient and I just want the information. Give me a couple exercises and I'm out. Like, yeah, I I really tried to boil it down into bite-sized pieces. I put in the best exercises that I used in my own life. And I've, I've been a life coach for over 10 years at the time of writing the book. So the stuff that really helped my clients. And it basically walks you through the process of first of all, getting comfortable with the fact that you're reading a self-help book, if you're not that comfortable with that kind of stuff, and then helping you become aware of what's holding you back and then giving you the tools to get clear on what it is that you desire and the tools to create whatever it is you desire, basically. Yeah. A lot of story and curse words and jokes. 
I so agree because I think I'm also very impatient, and I think um, I like are you from your... New York too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Swedish, but um, and we are, I think, very by nature. But I think you know, I'm I'm the impatient entrepreneur who always wants something, the next thing. So I think that's where I got it from. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think just that matter of fact language that you use in in the book and really funny and also really relatable. I absolutely love it. So I encourage everyone who's listening to to get a copy of the book. But you have also released your a badass at making money and you're a badass every day. So share us a little bit about those two books as well. So you are a badass at making money was the second book in the series. And you know, when I wrote the original, you are a badass, you know, my whole journey through self-help was inspired by the fact that I sucked at making money. So the principles in the original, you are a badass can be applied to anything but the chapter on money in that book was literally twice as long as the other chapters because I was like, and another thing, because I was so <laughs> obsessed with my process around the money stuff. So it was sort of a no brainer to write the second book and go much, much deeper into the wackadoo belief systems and judgments we have around money, which are many. And to really walk people through a process that will help them figure out what's blocking them and help them to step up to their financial potential. Because, you know, let's face it, money is the medium of exchange that we use for everything on planet Earth as human beings. So if you want to live to your fullest potentials, you're going to need some. So it was really, I was very, very excited to be able to share that information because I feel very strongly about stripping the shame and weirdness uh, away from money. And then You Are Badass Every Day just came out. I just got back from tour. And that is, uh, thank you. And that was inspired because so by the fact that so many people um, at all my talks were like, you know, I read your books, I go to these seminars and I listen to ins- inspirational speakers and I feel so inspired. But then, you know, a couple of days later, I'm back to my old, you know, lazy ways. And how do you keep that momentum going? So you are a badass every day is just like a little kick in the pants. It's a hundred just reminders and exercises and inspirations to keep you motivated and on track. Yeah, I love that. I just got that and I absolutely love it because I think that is so needed. And it's a really good reminder from your first couple of books to really get back into that inspiration and, mm-hmm. and actually do the work. So I'll absolutely love this saying I found on your website. In order to kick ass, you must first lift up your foot. So I'm also a huge believer in starting and then taking the necessary steps to achieve your dreams. And in my book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, I ask people to start considering all the actions they need to take in order to do this. For anyone who may be stuck or struggling to take the first step, what advice can you give to them? Well, first of all, whatever you're scared of, 90% of the time doesn't even come true. So whatever you're afraid of is going to happen to you, you know, like you're going to screw it up or look like an idiot or lose all your money. I mean, think about how many fears you've had that literally don't even happen. We sit around and spend Mm. all this time worrying about the future that never comes. So just remember that and remember that you only really truly learn and evolve by taking action. You can't sit around and imagine what something is going to be like because you don't know, especially if it's something you've never done. So I'm assuming like most people who need to go out and kick ass and lift up that foot are doing something they've never done before. Cause that's, you know, when we decide to grow and blossom, it's usually stuff we've never done, which can be scary, but 
you've never done it before. So you actually don't know what's going to happen. So all of these worries and fears are such a waste of time because you've never been there. So taking that little piece of action, even if you fall flat on your face and suck at it, like no one's ever sucked at it before, you'll have some new information. And then you get to be like, all right, I really loved this about it. I was good at, you know, at this certain piece of it. And then you, you move towards it in that direction, you know, but sitting around mulling it over in your head is going to get you nowhere. Yeah, such a good advice. Thank you for sharing that. So I'm also very passionate about finding the positives in life. And in my book, I also get people to focus on what brings them joy as well as their passions and the importance of keeping that in mind in all that they do. A big part of this is to really think about what we're grateful for and embracing gratitude every day. I know you're also very passionate about this as you encourage readers to enjoy the ride and notice awesomeness everywhere. So I'd love to know, do you have any particular gratitude practice you incorporate into your daily life or any tips for our listeners? You know, so much of this work, and this is sort of what I feel like you are a badass every day is, is it's a reminder. So, so much of gratitude is just remembering, you know, to Mm. really remember, to step back and you know, in the midst of launching some big fat complaint, like remembering that you are deeply loved, remembering that you feel good right now in your body, remembering all of the amazing opportunities and things and feelings and people that you've got around you. So I just really urge people to get into that practice of remembering and stepping back and taking a breath in the moment because we can get so caught up and sidetracked by the minutiae of every day and, and our knee-jerk reactions. And when we can just take it a little bit slower and pull back, there is a whole world to be just amazed by and in awe of and grateful for. So have you got any specific practice in how you do this or is it just really like random thinking about it all the time or have you got like a gratitude journal or how do you do it in your life? You know, I really don't. I It's sort of like making a conscious effort to, let me think about this, something else that people do consciously where it's almost like going the speed limit. Like you're sort of watching your speed in the car. Mm. If you want to go the speed limit, because you can't afford another ticket or whatever, it really is about strengthening your memory muscle. And it's funny that we're talking about this because recently I, I've decided that I am going to strengthen my non-complaining muscle. Really? Like I really would like to live out the rest of my days never complaining again. That is my new goal. Mm. And it's wow. about remembering, right? Because we get into the habit of just... <laughs> so it's just a habit and it's just an awareness. But if you can remember and pull some sort of just piece of awareness and, and just stick a pin in that part, you know, to remember like, oh, here I go. I'm about to launch into a complaint. I don't do that anymore. So yeah. the same thing with gratitude. It's about remembering. And it is sort of the same thing. I guess this is my gratitude practice where it's like, I have so much to be grateful for. It is stupid. So when that complaint comes up, it's all about, okay, take a breath and let's really look at what's going on here and be grateful instead. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, I I often um, talk about when people say, well, you know, there's, you know, my life is really bad or tough uh, because we all deal with challenges regardless how, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless if we're living our dream life, there is always challenges and we all, you know, we all have challenges are coming to us in terms of illnesses or some we lose someone or there is those kind of things around us and that's that's just part of life so i uh, i often talk about you know just to wake up and actually being alive is a privilege um, in its own in its own right so absolutely I, so, so, yeah 
And it's not about not feeling sad or not feeling angry or not feeling frustrated. That's, that's not realistic and that's not healthy. Quite frankly, you got to feel the way you feel. Yeah. But it's about that voluntary participation in the bitching and moaning, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And we're all guilty, of course, of that. So so Mm -hmm. absolutely. But to improve every day is, um, is the, is the goal for sure. So thank you for inspiring us all to not complain anymore. Another mm-hmm. thing we have in common is that we both believe in the importance of jumping out of our comfort zone, taking the leap into the uncomfortable. I love that you encourage readers to treat fear as a welcome sign you are on the right track. How important is this to you, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone? And what advice would you have to someone who may be fearful of taking this leap in their own lives? If something is really important to you, I don't think we all have to be out there kicking ass and taking names with every single thing we do in our lives. Like that would be kind of exhausting. But if it is important to you and if it is something that you feel really called to do and if it is something that just lights you up, that's worth it. You know what I mean? And so going for it on all cylinders and really pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone is so worth it because that's why you're here. I used to think that everybody had the same desire as I did. I used to be like, everybody wants to travel and be in a rock band and do all these things. I just assumed that because it was so great to me that that's what everybody else wanted to do. And they don't. And you know, and your desires, not everybody wants to do your stuff. You want to do it because it's who you are. And those desires were given to you because that's what you're meant to do. So to really, really trust that and to really remember how profound that is. And there's that whole stream, that whole thought that you were given your desires precisely because you were meant to to carry them out. You know, birds were given their desire to nest and either mate for life or not mate for life or, or migrate or whatever, because they're meant to carry it out. They don't question why they do it. They just do it because that's who they are. And that's what their natural instinct tells them. And we get so sidetracked by so much of our fear-based society and so much doubt, fear, and worry in our own minds that we doubt, you know, that we throw ourselves off track of these things that are inside of us, just like, I want to live. This is who I am. And to allow yourself to really follow that desire and not question it and just go for it and, and do whatever it takes to make it happen. That's why we're here. And fear and facing fear is how you do it. Because if you're not living that big life that you know you were meant to live, you've got to do stuff you've never done before. Because if you have done it, then you would be living it. So humans are just naturally terrified of the unknown. And so fear is an awesome compass that you're headed in the right direction because you've got to do stuff you've never done before if you want to live a life you've never lived. I couldn't agree more. I often talk about um, if you know that you have things you want to achieve in life or, or do in life or have in life, if you know that and if you don't act on it, that's discomfort because you know that your life could be bigger or more. But if you then decide to go for it, then that's also a very uncomfortable because you're then going to have to do it and, and step out of your comfort zones. But you just have to decide which uncomfortable zone you want to be in. And Right. You're going to be uncomfortable and, no matter what. <laughs> Exactly. So I always think that, Mm -hmm. you know, why not be uncomfortable doing things that you love and and learn along the way and enjoy it along the way? So my experience is that one of the most important things people can ask to make their dreams happen is who can help me and who can I learn from? And I, I know you mentioned before that you had coaches and help. And I know that 
I know it must have been a lot of inner strength, self-belief and drive that led you to where you are today. But who else was in your support team to help you get through the tough times? And and have you got any good learnings in terms of our, for our listeners in, in terms of support and mentors? Or Yeah, I mean, that was a huge part of it for me was I was trying to do it by myself for 40 some odd years. And it wasn't until I was finally just like, all right, it clearly is not happening on my own. So I got to get some help. I started with the books and, you know, reading other people's stories and getting into group coaching programs. Because the other thing was, I've got so many dear, dear friends, but none of them, you know, we tend to hang out with people who are at our own level. And so when I decided to go out and make a lot of money and really live a much bigger life, none of my friends were doing that. And quite frankly, a lot of them weren't that supportive of it. And, you know, and especially when I started reading the self-help books and going to the coaching seminars, because it was so not sort of quote unquote who I was. So they were all on cult watch. Like she's, she's totally into this woo woo crap. You know, they all thought that I was going to shave my head and I don't know, wander off into the wilderness. But so I really didn't know anybody who wanted to do the kinds of things I want to do. And I met them. I met a lot of people in the coaching, the group coaching programs I took. Um, hiring a private coach was really epic for me. It was way out of my comfort zone because it was more money than I'd ever spent on anything, quite frankly. And it completely changed everything for me. That was probably the most important thing I did. And, you know, and just forcing myself to get out there and meet people who were doing better than I was to help me grow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think that's how I started my business by just having lots of different coffees with different people who had different strengths. And as I I was very similar to you in terms of um, reading lots of self-help books and some of my friends think some of the most crazy person who how many books can you read about the same topic mm-hmm. but I absolutely right. I absolutely love it so I so I actually started a book group and we're um, only reading self-development books and and I absolutely love it because obviously that's one of my passions and when they walk out of that when we walk out of that session I feel like I could do anything so it's really important to to really uh, hang with like-minded people for sure so something I'm really fascinated about people as we get older is that we tend to lose the ability to dream big in order to achieve a life we love. And I explore this in depth in my book where I ask people to start dreaming without limitations to try and move them out of this mindset. I'd love to know your thoughts on why you think we start to put these limitations on ourselves as we as we grow older. Because I think as kids we're very, very good at dreaming, but then all of a sudden normal life gets in the way and we stop dreaming. What's your thought on that and how can we overcome those barriers? Well, I think first of all, we really truly do live in a fear-based society that is constantly bombarding us with all the things that we should worry about and telling us all the proof of why our ideas won't work and how we could lose everything and blah, blah, blah. So we really are surrounded by, you know, not only lots of other people who've tried what we want to try and who have failed, but also just general society is, you know, I, I think I talk about this in one of my books, how, you know, when you leave somebody there, you drive off and they're like, be careful. It's like, be careful. Have an yeah. like, Go out and like, have an awesome time. You know what I mean? But we're very fearful and we're, and we're trained to be fearful. So I think the longer you're on earth, the more of that conditioning you get. So I think that's a big part of why people sort of just, you know, play it safe and tone it down and don't really go for it. You speak a lot about building self-belief in your books. What kind of advice would you give to those people who are really, really struggling with self-belief? Because I think that's the most common question that I get when I'm asked about talking uh, because people 
do not feel that they have what it takes to to actually build their dreams or, or the, build their dream life. I have so much to say to those people. <laughs> can we just talk about this for the rest of the thing? Yes, we okay. can. Absolutely. Well, first, yeah. of all, Definitely. <laughs> first of all, don't wait until you feel 100% ready because you never will. I got to be honest, like it was only this year that I completely, it's funny, like I went on tour for You Are a Badass every day and it's five years after the original You Are a Badass came out and I just now can kind of own the success of all of this. So it took me a while. It took my belief five years to catch up with what's actually happening. So mm. do not wait until you are fully confident before you leap out into that unknown. Do not wait. Mm. Remember so that so few people know what the hell they're doing. Everybody's out there winging it. Not you know, Everybody's not totally confident and totally perfected a damn thing. You will build confidence by doing and by succeeding and by failing and learning. You know, you get out there and that that's confidence is a muscle, man. It's, it's, you got to work it. You can't just sit around and, and hope to get more confident. Just get in the damn game. You know, it just, it really is about not waiting and following what's fun, you know, just really, it's a lot more fun to try and fail than to not try at all. Right. And that's why we're yeah. here. You're on, you've got such a short time on planet earth as the you that is you. What the hell else are you going to do? Love that. Absolutely love that. Your Twitter feed is also full of so much wisdom. And one of your recent tweets really spoke to me. You wrote, when you find your calling and you design your life in such a way that you can share your gifts with the world on a consistent basis, you feel like a rock star. I also believe that sharing often brings unintended positive consequences as well. And uh, as part of our purpose at Kiki K is to inspire people to live their best life every day. And we have four words that we do everything around and that's dreaming, doing, enjoying and sharing. And the last one is sharing because I really do believe that everyone, regardless where you are in life, there's always someone who is behind you or starting out in this path of life and also someone who's less fortunate than us. Can you tell us about the positive benefits, if any, that you have found personally from sharing your knowledge and your story with others? It's almost like looking at a sunset. It's not nearly as fun unless you can show it to somebody else too. I think yeah. that we are primally conditioned to share and to pull each other up. I really do. I think greed and squashing people and fear and lack consciousness, that's not our natural state. That That is fear. But mm. we really are naturally loving and we feel best. People who are greedy and hoarding and taking it off themselves, they're not happy people. You know, they're doing it because they're unhappy. So true joy comes from sharing. I think it just is part of our nature. And so we feel better when we share. And so for me, being able to share what I've been able to share through my books is just, I, I still can't even grasp it because I don't, haven't met every single person who's read it. <laughs> just knowing that it's out there and getting the letters that I get from people and meeting the people on the road and stuff. I mean, my God, there's no better feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I really truly believe that so many more can can share their little messages. It doesn't mean that they have to write a book, but th there's so many different oh, ways yeah. of sharing 
So as an outsider, it really seems as though you've been able to create a career out of your passions and you have found your true purpose in life. In your book, you encourage people to respect their desires and let them guide them. This is something I also speak about in my book and encourage people to really get to know their passions and values in order to live their life with purpose. But what advice would you give to others trying to figure out what their desires and passions and purpose may be? Don't wait until you have it all figured out. Just do what feels good now and take what you do know and act on it. I mean, honestly, for the first 40 years of my life, I I really didn't know what the hell I was going to do to make money and to, to really, you know, step up into the biggest version of who I was. So I, I spent so much time just saying, I don't know, and not taking any action because, you know, I'd, I'd come up with an idea and then almost just as quickly, I'd come up with 10 reasons why it wasn't going to work. You know, that's Mm. what we do. And then, you know, you wake up five years later and you've been sitting in that awful spiral forever because there's always 10 brilliant reasons why it's not going to work. Like that's never going to go away. All that matters is that it seems like it's kind of fun or you think you might be good at it or, or it seems interesting somehow, right? So that's all you need to worry about. Do not worry about those 10 reasons. They will be there. So get in the damn game. Don't wait until you have every single solitary piece figured out. I did not start on my journey as a writer and a coach being like, I am going to write three books about being a badass and that is what I am going to go do. You know, I never in a million years would have thought that's what I was going to end up doing, honestly. But I got through a series of awesome moves and really bad mistakes, figured it out. And so just take uh, take the first, whatever feels right, take action in a direction that feels right. I really believe that we are brainwashed to think that we are all supposed to have one true calling and we're supposed to have this lightning bolt of recognition of who we are and what we're meant to be. And I mean, the only person I know like that is my dad. Like he knew he wanted to be a doctor when he was three. So that's, that's the only guy I know. The rest of us are sort of <laughs> flopping around until we figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, at this time at age, we are also, there. there's so much options compared, you know, global mm-hmm. impact that we can make. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, so, you know, we're changing careers and we can do things, side projects. It's such an exciting time really to be, to be alive. And I love the quote, which I often bring up on this podcast. You don't have to be great to start, but you actually have to, to start to be great. And I think that's something that we all. That's uh, a good one. I've never heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I might not. I don't know who actually said it. So I might have to reference that for some, someone would have said it. And I might not say it the perfect way, but the mm-hmm. meaning is there. Mm-hmm. It's such a good one yeah. because I, I think sometimes we, um, and, and you know, even if you are well in advance in doing all these things, I feel like sometimes it's a really good reminder. I have it on my vision board and mm-hmm. I absolutely am. Talking about quote, actually, what's, what's your, have you got a quote? Because I know you're very much into quotes and affirmations. Have you got something that is something that really stood out as your reminder to, to live your badass life that you're living now? Well, honestly, right now, my biggie is, uh, it's going to sound negative, but it really works for me. Shut up and slow down. It's not really a quote, but it's a reminder to like, shut up and slow down, like lean back and listen and slow down. You know, I move so fast and I just really want to remember to be grateful, to just take it all in in a, in a much more conscious way. 
And uh, so that's sort of my obsession right now is shutting up and slowing down. That's a that's a really good one. And I think yeah, I think also uh, because there's so much potential to live a really full life that sometimes we take on a little bit too much and we do do want to do everything at the same time. And mm. uh, that's a quote that that's a quote that I really love. And I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but you can do anything, but just not everything at the same time. That's a really good one too for everyone who is trying to take on too much. And I think we're all guilty on that. I love to ask people what their dreams are, and I love to see what your dreams are. If you could write down and you, if you knew anything was possible and you had all the money and the resources and the knowledge you needed, what would you dream about for, for your next stage in life? Aside from stopping world hunger and putting an end to racism and all the horrors yes. that people inflict <laughs> on each other? Very good ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saving the world is high up there. Personally and artistically, I have to say I'm so excited, but I'm kind of doing it already. I'm renovating my dream home. I'm basically a general contractor at this point, which is really fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm building sort of an artist commune where I've got plenty of room for all of my friends and family to come and work on whatever it is they're dreaming of creating. What else? I have a couple really exciting new projects on the hopper that I cannot wait. They're very, they're more comedy related than self-help. And a lot of them are very collaborative with these people who are coming to my little compound. Yeah, really fun. Like really leading from what is super fun for me right now. What would really be just light me up and make me laugh a lot. And, um, and also getting more involved in a lot of the organizations that I give money to. I'm trying to, I'm not completely clear which ones yet. I've thought of starting my own foundation, but I actually feel like there's so many brilliant ones out there already that instead of splitting people's focus, I'd rather join up with somebody who's, you know, with people who are already saving, you know, helping people in ways that I want to help. So I'm, I'm not clear on that one yet, but I'm excited to get more involved in something outside myself mm. that way. Yeah. Beautiful dreams. Thanks for sharing. In my book, I share with readers that I've found great inspiration from the dreams and experience of others. Who would you say inspires you? Who inspires me? I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. I've always mm. just loved her spirit and her business savvy and her way of making fun of herself and her way of just doing anything that feels good regardless of what anybody else thinks. I love Obama. I miss him terribly. Yes, <laughs> um, I bet. <laughs> I got to be honest, I am very inspired by my dog, just the way that he comes from such a joy. All animals, honestly. I mean, that that's the old veterinarian in me, just the way that animals are so pure and non-judgmental and just full of joy. I'm inspired by everybody in my family, all my friends, people like you who are out there making a difference, oh, you know, you. just, and, and, and my readers, my God, the people who read my books, they are killing it. So many people are out there. My gosh, I just, you know, as I said, I just got back from tour and I am just blown away by the stories I was hearing. I, I just, my God, people are out there just killing it. So that is so, so exciting to see. There's just nothing like hearing stories that have been influenced by something you put out there. I was actually sharing a story. I did a talk in London the other day and I was sharing a story that my son had a um, dream to come with me on the Philippines. And I did this exercise in, in my book where I, you know, I encourage people to uh, think about if they were to die in three years time, what would they change today in terms, because that really connects with our hearts versus our heads. Cause sometimes we're so head focused versus really 
connecting to what's important to us. And uh, when I shared that story that my son Axel wanted to come to Philippines and when I did that exercise on the plane an hour, I thought, well, if if I was dying three years time, I actually would take him to Philippines because, and he's, you know, he's only 10. So he, um, and he was probably eight at the time when I did this exercise. So I was thinking it's, I'd rather him remember me if I was to die in three years time of that trip versus another, you know, another week in school. And uh, mm-hmm. and that story inspired someone to take her daughter to New York. And she was thinking she was going to do that when she was 18 or something versus now she was going to take her when she was 12. So oh, things like that great. is just so amazing to hear. So I can completely relate to that. Yeah. So if you could give you, our listeners just three tips for being more badass and living a more awesome life, what would they be? Just to get started before sure. they get your book. Three tips for being more badass. First, I would say get clear on what your favorite excuses are. And, you know, just really listen to how you talk, what you, you know, tell people is a truth, like the economy sucks, I suck at making money, I can't A, B, C, and D. Like bust yourself on your favorite excuses and then stop saying them. And decide Mm. that you are in control of your life instead of deciding that your excuses have control over you. So, but, but get clear on what it is that you're fooling yourself with and holding yourself back with, and then surround yourself with people who are kicking ass. That is so, 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 so important. You know, as we've said, as we've already discussed, it really is one of the biggest things you can do to change your life because, you know, you can talk yourself out of your dreams just as, you know, so quickly. You do not need to be surrounded by other people who are going to help you with that. (laughs) You need other people around you who not only think big and share their resources and cheer you on, but who also model that anything is possible, right? So super, super important. And the third thing I would say, and this is probably even if you don't do the first two, if you did this every day, your life would change so fast. You won't know it hit you. Do something that scares the living crap out of yourself every single day that's in the direction of your dreams. Take a risk every single day. Yeah. Such a good advice. Love that. And I so relate to those people telling you, you know, that you talk yourself into not making your dreams and you don't actually need to, you actually don't have to hear that from other yes, people. So you've got for those covered. people who do not, <laughs> absolutely. And I think, you know, for those people who do not have that yet, I, I always encourage people to even start reading and listen to podcasts because there's so much free resources to be able to be inspired, even if they do not have people around them that inspires them. So if they listen to this, hopefully they already um, listen to lots of different podcasts to kind of really uh, get them inspired. So I'd love to finish off by asking you a, a few quick questions that I know our listeners would love to hear you answer. Do you have any particular morning routine to set you up for a productive day? I do. I get up and do a bunch of exercises, just quick, like 10 minutes of stretching and exercise. I also um, have started making myself lie in bed for about five minutes and just, it's sort of, it's, it's basically meditation, but just really luxuriating in that in-between space of sleep and wakefulness. And before my mind takes off a million miles an hour and just really luxuriate in that quiet space that I lose the second I leap out of bed. When I am hurtling towards a specific goal, I'm very project oriented right now. I'm 
I'm just off tour, so I'm allowing myself to be a bit slovenly. <laughs> yeah, but when I am, <laughs> yes, but when I am project oriented, I mean, and I talk about this a lot in my new book. You, I, I'm very serious about the spiritual gym, which is having some kind of routine that you do every single day that reminds you that anything is possible. So if it's reading self-help books, if it's calling your mastermind partner, if it's listening to music that pumps you up, if it's if it's reading your manifesto, like you've got to have these things in place that get you fired up. And it can literally be 15 minutes, but you have got to do it because again, that is all motivation and confidence and belief systems. Those are all muscles and you've got to stay in the spiritual gym to keep them strong. So I just, it's so, so important. Love that. That is such a good advice. Thank you for sharing. Is there any other particular rituals to help to help you live your dream life that you have? Meditation. I'm a huge hiker and being out in nature is probably my favorite thing that always brings me back and slows me down and shuts me up and reminds me of holy crap, I'm alive on planet Earth. And you know, and I, I really think it is so personal. You know, some people would rather do anything than go for a hike. So, you know, it's really important to figure out what your things are and to make sure you do them every day. Absolutely. I think most of my, all my ideas actually comes on, on my walks yeah. in nature. I often, um, I do both completely quiet, but then often in the morning when I go for a walk, because I love starting my day with a walk and listening to podcasts. When I walk, get home, I just feel like so inspired. Mm. So there's so many, but everyone has to find their own, mm-hmm. their own thing, of course. You being based in US, you might not have come across a lot of our products, but do you have any favorite Kiki K products or a stationary item that you simply cannot live without? I don't know yet, but I can't wait to figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a package coming your way anyway. Oh, really? So, uh, but have you are you using a journal or are you a pen or paper person or writing cards? Or I am not. You know, honestly, I can barely read my own handwriting. I've been. Yeah, it was bad to begin with, and then the computer took over, and it, I really I can barely read it. So no, I'm not. Nope. Not a big nope. handwriter. <laughs> no, nope, that's fine. What's your favorite book and why? Oh, just one. Or you can do a couple. It doesn't matter because we love books um, and we love, yeah. Oh, I've been reading (laughs) so many good books lately. I've gotten back into novels, which has been such a dream because I'm, you know, I'm a self-helper, but I'm a writer first. So reading a book that's really well-written, I just, it's a little, a couple of years old, but um, All the Light We Cannot See, I have got to say is one of the most beautiful books I've ever read. It's just so brilliantly crafted and so heartbreaking and just so that just it just have has all the pieces to it I, I just haven't been that blown away by a book in a very long time what other books I you know as far as money goes the science of getting rich completely changed my life I've read that damn thing like 600 times I just finished a great book by Pam Houston a memoir called Deep Creek it's about her buying a 120 acre ranch when she had no money and was living by herself and just how that really healed a lot of the pain that she's had in her life. It was really beautifully written too. So, so many good books. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's an amazing, I always talk about how amazing it is that you can pay, you know, $20 or whatever it is for a book and you can get so much wisdom and so much knowledge and so much inspiration. It's mm-hmm. just really is incredible. And I'm very grateful to people like you and people around the world who are sharing their knowledge and their uh, inspiration. So thank you for that. The one last question for you, if you could go back to your younger self, say when you're in your late teens, what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? Don't worry so much. 
I had, my nails were bitten down to the bone. I was really worried about the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I still had a lot of fun, but I really spent way too much time worried about that. If I just could let myself know that I'm going to figure it out and it's going to be pretty awesome, that would be great. Such a good advice and such a good way of ending this very, very inspiring podcast recording. So thank you first so much for taking your time and for all that you do to the world in terms of uh, sharing your story and your wisdom and knowledge and inspiration to all of us. It's truly inspiring and I'm super excited to continue looking at what you are up to next and um, and I hope we somehow connect. I spend a bit of time in the US. I hope one day we'll get to meet in person mm. and I'm very excited and grateful for having able, being able to have this chat. So thank you so much. Mm, likewise. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you. Wow, what an incredible chat that was. I just love Jen's down-to-earth approach to self-development and I hope you all got as much out of this episode as I did. I really admire the way Jen was able to turn her life around simply by taking action, taking control and making the decision to chase her dream, which in her instance was to be rich. Whatever your dreams are, there is such an important message here. And that is that we can really only learn, evolve and grow by taking action. This is something we should all keep in mind as we move toward our own dream lives. Something else that really resonated with me was the idea that by taking a leap out of your comfort zone and facing our fears, we can shift ourselves out of some of our regular habits and build our confidence. Like Jen, I'm a huge believer that life is too short not to be taking steps toward creating a life you love, which is why you'll find chapters in my book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, dedicated to helping you live without regrets and teaching you how you can jump into the driver's seats of your own life. If you haven't got a copy yet, I encourage you to do so as it's full of simple steps to help you on your journey of uncovering and chasing your dreams, whatever they may be. And also grab a copy of the Dream Life Journal I have created to go with it. Another great place to start is to check out my 101 Dreams audio guide at kiki-k.com forward slash dreamlife. And don't forget to check out Jen's book along with our gorgeous Kiki K There She Is collection designed to empower women everywhere to be fearless, strong, courageous and embrace who they are every single day. If you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe for plenty more inspiration. And please tell us what you thought by leaving us a review. I would really appreciate your support with my big crazy dream to inspire 101 million people to write down three dreams on paper and go and chase them. So please help us spread this inspiring message to even more people by sharing our podcast on social media with the hashtag 101 million dreamers. Until next time, don't forget to dream big and chase your dreams.